There can be no doubt that we are in the midst of an environmental catastrophe. As the Biden administration has re-entered the Paris Agreement on Climate, environmentalists nevertheless have warned that steps outlined in the agreement are far from enough and represent a greenwashing of the crisis. Others question whether true solutions to the climate crisis can be found under capitalism. While the movement for the environment is portrayed in the media as mainly white and Western-based, indigenous communities in the Americas and other parts of the global South have traditionally been keepers of the land, and they are playing a key role in fighting for the environment, even as their communities are paying the heaviest price for environmental devastation. Frontline communities in the Americas, Asia, and Africa are also increasingly under physical and other attacks by logging fo fossil fuel and other industrial companies with the complicity of governments who support them with the goal of undermining the work of frontline communities on behalf of the earth. In Malaysia, human rights defenders, including a people's lawyer representing them, uh, is under attack by the uh, government there and by some uh, corporate entities, as well as the mainstream media. Mr. Charles Hector represents eight villagers in uh, Charantut who are protesting planned logging in a local forest. And we'll find out why and um, get an update uh, from him about his case. But I'd like to welcome uh, Charles Hector, who is a highly respected human rights lawyer who has defended freedom of assembly, the rights of women, indigenous people, migrants and refugees, workers, trade unionists, urban settlers, as well as land rights and administration of justice. He is a former member of the Bar Council and has been instrumental in developing the Malaysian Bar Legal Aid Doc Brief Program to ensure that all defendants who do not have a lawyer receive free legal advice and legal representation. And uh, Mr. Charles Hector, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Margaret. Okay. I'd also like to welcome uh, Nina Lopez, who is the Joint Coordinator of Global Women's Strike in London, England, and is the founder of Legal Action uh, for Women. Uh, now, Legal Action for Women is a part of this because they issued a letter on behalf of, of Charles Hector that brought his case uh, to international uh, attention and got scores of uh, lawyers in the UK, as well as some in the US and human rights organizations to write a letter uh, to Malaysian authorities um, uh, protesting the treatment of Charles Hector. Uh, Nina Lopez, welcome. Hello, Margaret. Very glad to be on. Okay, so um, uh, Charles Hector, let us start with you. Um, tell us about the villagers you um, were and are representing. Um, they are concerned about logging in a local forest. Um, why and um, what has been the impact on them of this logging? Okay, uh, these are Malay villages. No? They are actually, their villages are very adjacent to the forest reserve that is now being threatened to be logged. You know? Uh, interestingly, this community don't have pipe water no, from the natural system. So they have developed a system of 
they get their water supply from the natural resources in the forest. They build pipes right up to their home. So they depend on drinking water and water for their daily needs from this forest reserve. Because of the forest, uh, the availability of this natural water supply, it has also affected their decision with regards to the economic activities that they have uh, developed in the community, you know, including fish breeding, which is very sensitive to even the slightest change in water quality from these natural resources. These villages, uh, which actually are coming, which also involves other villages as well, and hundreds of people, have been protesting the logging in this particular forest reserve since 2013. That is quite a long time, you know. They have been protesting, they have been uh, submitting petitions and so on and so forth, you know. Uh, now, in uh, mid-July last year, then the contractors, logging contractors, have taken an action against eight of these villagers. So, interestingly, four of them are the real the leaders of this protest movement in their village. And uh, so, they were seeking an injunction. They are, they are claiming that this, this, these villagers are actually... Uh, blocking and causing disturbances to uh, uh, ability to log and, uh, and and their workers. Uh, many of these allegations are false, so based anyway, that will be decided by court. Anyway, they were trying to actually get an injunction to stop them, which is the final thing that they think. They got a temporary injunction, and which actually stops them from physically blocking and obstructing the workers, and... So that happened in uh, finally on the 5th of November. So after that, it was just down to trial. Because in the preparation of the trial, everyone needs to actually clarify the facts, you know, get verifications of documents, get confirmations of why you say this from potential witnesses and things like that. So when a letter was sent to uh, a person who was the forestry officer, to question or to get clarification about the contents or what he meant in his letter, that had been used as a basis for the contractors to file an action in court, an application to commence contempt proceedings, not only against the eight clients that I represent, but also on me as the lawyer representing the distinct. So this is unprecedented because it automatically uh, uh, cuts me out because if you are going to be cited for contempt, you know it's, it, you can't represent yourself, and you, and it's difficult for even you to represent your clients in that particular proceedings. So anyway, that that proceedings kind of that is actually the rough background. So the good news is today on the 14th of April, which was the date that was fixed for the judge to give his decision on this, this application for leave uh, to commence contempt proceedings. The hearings were all done on the 8th of April. But today, suddenly, uh, the, the plaintiffs or the contractors, logging contractors, suddenly uh, came to court and said that they are going to withdraw this application. They withdrew the contempt application. So that is the end of the contempt application, but that is just uh, a small 
postponed because the case is still continuing and the next date that is fixed for in terms of trial and in terms of other matters is on the 5th of May. Okay, so you've won one round, and 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 there's more to go. Um, so, yeah. The, uh, yeah, congratulations. By the way, that is a tremendous uh, victory uh, for you and and all your supporters. Now, Nina Lopez, bringing you into this conversation here, um, tell us about this uh, letter of legal action for women and why you you did it, and the impact it, it seems to have had. Nina Lopez. Yeah, right. Well, I have to say that we're absolutely thrilled because we were all waiting with bated breath what was going to happen with the, uh, with the contempt of court. The reason we did the letter, first of all, I have to say that we know Charles Hector, and he is a very respected human rights lawyer, as, as you said. And we know as movement people how dependent we are on movement lawyers. You know, there are not many lawyers who are really dedicated to defending those of us at the grassroots, especially in the global south, where we are facing these massive corporations trying to take away our land and our resources, our livelihood, our lives. So when a lawyer like Charles Hector is under threat of being disbarred, we know that we have to mobilize for support because we know that those villagers who are making such a big fight to stop those loggers are dependent on Charles Hector to make their case in court. And so we have a legal service, and we decided to mobilize, first of all, the lawyers in our network to get them to take a position so that the, the government and the authorities in Malaysia knew that this case was being watched internationally and that if there was collusion between local authorities and corporations, it was going to be exposed because people were watching. And I must say, people responded very well. We had 21 human rights lawyers who signed on very quickly, including a QC, a Queen's Counsel, Michael Mansfield, who's a very famous a lawyer who has fought many miscarriages of justice cases here in the UK, as well as 60 organizations from about 17, and individuals from about 17 countries. And I think people know, you know, now with the, what's happening with the climate emergency, people know how dependent we are um, in the, the fight that people are making in the global south. You know, it's one struggle. And we haven't always acknowledged that. You know, 331 people were killed last year, human rights defenders, mainly in the global south, mainly indigenous people protecting land and land rights from corporations, from loggers like the, these villages that Charles Hector is uh, representing have lost their lives. You know, people like Berta Cáceres, whom of course everyone knows, and we just, we just have to, you know, we have to do everything we can, working internationally in an accountable way to stop these uh, abuses, you know, these assassinations, these, these criminalization, you know, of, uh, of our movement and of our lives. 
Right. Thank you for that, uh, Nina, of course. And uh, Charles Hector, back to you. And I'll have to say, um, you know, I'm a, a bit of a fan there because I have been following your work, of course, being part of the Global Women's Strike and getting uh, information from you, from our friends in the region. And the, the level of creativity, I'll have to say, on your work and your organizing, uh, not only in relation to this particular uh, issue, but but many others, I'll have to say, to me is rare and really outstanding. So thank you for that and thank you for your work, uh, Charles Hector. Now, for people, though, who are concerned about what is happening on the ground, you had this huge victory today, but you continue to be under threat as well as the, the eight people that you have been representing. So what are some of the things uh, that people can do? Uh, where can they get information? What can they do? Because I'm afraid we are out of time for this particular segment, Charles Hector. Okay. Uh, in terms of in terms of the community human rights defenders, like these eight people, uh, they are just ordinary folk, you know, small income earners kind of thing, you know. And now they are suddenly now being confronted by logging contractors, uh, whereby the license holder is the general manager of the Pahang State Foundation, you know. That means it's actually closely linked. So they are actually facing state and 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 uh, and corporations kind of things, you know. So in a sense, also because they are in in Jerantut and they are ordinary people, they also do not get much media exposure, you know, because you know it is not big news as though it's some big politicians. So, so there is a lot of things, and and we must we must support the courage that these people have been taking and the commitment that they have been taking. Since 2013, because it involves hundreds of people, hundreds of people, and it involves five ordinary villages, you know, and so it, it, it's quite an extraordinary uh, situation. So, in terms of support, kind of things, is that I think so. In terms of yes, the contempt proceedings have been withdrawn. That is one. The possibility of other further contempt proceedings coming up in the future is also still there. The trial is still going; hasn't been commenced. But at the same time, you see, they have been protesting logging. You know? But since that order, somewhere in January, the contractors came in and started clearing the, the roads and started and, and building the the uh, access road to the logging area. So the thing is that we don't know the status because of the injunction order that prevents the defendants from dealing or communicating with the authorities. That means the order itself says you know, that you can't actually go to the authorities and find out what exactly is happening at this moment. So they had a risk that tomorrow maybe, tomorrow maybe the tractors might come in and they will start the logging. And if they have started the logging and once they have, which would end in maybe a couple of months, and that is it, the people have lost the entire struggle uh, uh, this thing, and they will be badly impacted by the effects of the logging, with no uh, confirm, no confirmation or no even uh, positive assurance that they will actually get uh, uh, compensation assistance. Right. And another thing about these forests is that recently we came to know that we discovered a critically endangered bird, the helmeted hornbill. And that helmeted hornbill, for example, in Thailand, is about 100 over or 
existing birds kind of things. In Malaysia, the figures are not available, so we don't know. Could it be 10, could it be 100, could it be more? So the thing is also that this particular forest needs to be saved because it is a ha habitat of the helmeted hobbyl. So in terms of support, you know, uh, continuous support kind of things would help a lot, you know. Even okay. in terms, because they are, they are not well off and they're actually quite a uh, poor community itself, you know. Financial support would also be most helpful in terms of their combating this whole case. Because okay. even now, as Ch a Charles Hector, I'm yes. afraid we, we have run a bit over time. And I do want, yes. but thank you for that. And we'll have yes. you back for sure. And when it's safe for you to speak with us. And Nina Lopez, for people who might still want to consider um, signing on to the letter and uh, finding out more about this campaign, can you quickly tell us what they should do? Is there a website or a place they can go to? Contact us at law at allwomencount.net. It's Legal Action for Women. We have a website. We're going to continue supporting this case and exposing what's going on and defending these villages. And hopefully we can win the whole case now that we've won the contempt of court being dropped. Right. So okay. So please do get in touch. And you can also get in touch through, through uh, the Global Women's Strike, as Margaret mentioned. Right. Well, I'm afraid we are going to have to leave it there. Nina Lopez and Charles Hector, again, congratulations on, on your work. We'll continue to cover this case. By the way, we've been carrying information on the Sojourner Truth website as well, so people could go to So True Radio uh, to get any updates that we are able to post. Thank you so much for joining us, and stay safe. Be well.